The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Well, good morning. I'm glad you can join us this morning. And if it's not too late, I would like to wish you all a very happy Christmas. Maybe it is too late, but certainly what it is, is this period now that we've entered that confuses us somewhat because even those simple memory skills like remembering what day of the week it is seems to evade us between Christmas and New Year. And so it's it, all those different thoughts come upon us, don't they? It's like, uh, can I still mix with two other bubbles? Are we still in the lockdown? Are we out of that now? It's a situation, can I face another turkey variation dinner? Have I got the resolve even to look at another Vicar of Dibley box set? And these are the things that come between Christmas and New Year. Until that is, the stark reality of January starts to focus and we realise perhaps the festivities are at an end. Well, I'm delighted that you could join us this morning. Whether you are watching this indeed on Sunday morning or whether you're watching this at some other time on a catch-up, I'm delighted that you are tuned in and watching this service. Well, we are approaching the beginning of a new year. Of course we are. We know we are. It's, 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 it's always with, I guess, anticipation and some degree of, of hope that we face a new year. And it's quite right that we should do that. But if the year that we're coming to the end of has been a difficult one, and there is no doubt that 2020 has been just that. It has been fraught with its difficulties, its problems, it's been stressful. And, and for some and many, I guess, there's been a, a good degree of hurt, if not some pain as well. And if that's been the experience, well, it's very easy to say, I tell you what, we'd be so glad to see the back of this year. And come on, 2021, we want new hope, we want a new beginning, and hopefully, by the Lord's grace, better times ahead. Now, I would have thought without a shred of a doubt, as far as the nation as a whole is concerned, that's going to be their viewpoint. They're going to say, we want rid of 2020. But it's been a different year, hasn't it? From the year that we began back in January, how it opened up beyond our expectation, beyond our possibility of comprehending how a year was going to work out. But this is what we've been through. So 2021 looks like a clean sheet of paper, doesn't it? It resembles, uh, because it, that's exactly what it is. It's something new. It's a new beginning. But the actuality, and we have to be real here, is that nothing uh, dreamlike happens between the New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Nothing, the, the, the slate doesn't actually get swiped clean at midnight on the 31st of every December. But that being said, people do love New Year's resolutions, don't they? And, it, and it's because, it, and why wouldn't you? It's a new beginning. Oh, and I want to achieve this and I want to accomplish that. And so, so people do that. But, but studies show that, do you know, as many as, as much as 80%, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail before the beginning of February. So as Christians, should we be involved in New Year's resolutions? 
Well, I suppose if it's your desire in the year 2021 to get yourself organized, fit, get yourself together, then why not go for it? Really, I do. I, I hope you have all success. Make it one of those goals. Indeed, I think Apostle Paul, it's even scriptural, says to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 verse 8, for physical training is of some value. So we know that getting fit and making our bodies fitter is of some value. However, what I really want to encourage you all in, in 2021, is to become more God-focused. We want to be a people that is more focused on God as we progress out of 2020 into a new year. Now, we know, I guess you know, that if your faith is placed in Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Saviour, then you are being sanctified. You are in the process of sanctification. Now, now, sanctified is a religious word that basically says being set apart for God to become more like his son, Jesus Christ. That's what sanctified means in essence. Now, it's God that does the changing. It's God that brings us more like his son. But, and it is a but, but we do have a role to play. And the role that we have to play in that process is by adjusting our lives continually to be more in line with the life of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? Well, by our lives, our words, our reactions, our responses, our thoughts, our behaviour, all the time we need to be bringing them back into alignment with what God says, what Jesus Christ has spoken about. This is a process and it's daily and it's something we need to be doing all the time so that we are conforming to our Lord's teaching and his commands. In Colossians 3 and verse 1, it says this, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So what are some of the simple ways that we can be more God-focused as we enter this new year? Well, I've got three short things that I would like to suggest. The first one is simply this, staying close. Number one, staying close. If we want more of God, if we're going to be more God-focused, we have to involve him in our lives every day, without exception. We've got to stay close for that to happen. Now, one of my favourite chapters in the whole of the Gospels is John and chapter 15. If you you look at it in your Bible, you'll see it's in most Bibles entitled The Vine and the Branches. And what it is, it's the teaching of the Lord Jesus on the night of his arrest, the night of his betrayal. And he's teaching his disciples that you need to remain in me. You need to stay close to me. Even when I've gone to be with the Father, you need to be close and to remain in that position. And that we need to bear fruit for him. And in so doing, it's only possible if we do it by remaining close to him. He says in John 15 and at verse 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Now, in my New International Version Bible, the NIV, the word remain appears An amazing 11 times in the first 10 verses. 11 times in in 10 verses in chapter 15. I think we can conclude without a doubt that what the Lord Jesus is, is trying to convey to us to get his message across is that to bear fruit for the kingdom of God, to, to, to bring him glory, we must do what? Remain, stay close to him to do that. 
Why? Because it's by coming close, remaining in his presence, that that's where we develop a sensitivity to be prompted by the Holy Spirit, to be aware of what he is prompting us to do, that we may therefore bear that fruit that he speaks about, and fruit that will last. In the text, Jesus uses this beautiful word, bear. He, he, he doesn't say go and produce fruit. He says go and bear fruit. Now, if, if, if your mind is like mine, as soon as you use the word produce, it talks of effort. Uh, if I go out to produce something, it's because I put my back into it. I put some work into it. I get it done through endeavour. But the word bear has a totally different meaning, doesn't it? The word bear talks about a, a natural production, something, something that is achieved as a result of remaining, of abiding. Therefore, we, 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 can, we, we can just, as, as Jesus called it, just, just being able to produce fruit that will last in a bearing fashion. If you're like me, you will have gone, maybe you're going through at the moment, a period in your Christian life where you do things rather worldly. What do I mean? Well, I mean this, is that, that you, 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 you press on in your own effort, your own strength. And guess what? It's very subtle because you don't even perhaps realise that you're doing that. But, but you, you can do this in things in general, and you can even do this in your ministry or in your service in the church. And... It's, it's, there's a big but here because the words of Jesus ring loud and clear by way of a warning. Because in that same chapter, chapter 15 and verse 5, Jesus declares, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, it's clear we can do something, Jesus, because we are pressing on. And we're pressing on in a way, actually, we feel that we're accomplishing something. We're achieving something. And I, I used to feel very, you know, I used to think, yeah, I'm building my house of cards. Didn't think I was building a house of cards at the time. But the situation was, is that the, 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 the progress is there. But unless the Lord builds the house, the builders are building in vain or labour in vain. That is declared in Psalm 127 in verse 1. So one of the ways that we avoid straying off the path, going through those times where we think, you know, I, I regret that period. I regret that period. It's led me somewhere I don't want to be. Uh, it's something that was misspent that time. Well, the way that we do that is by sticking close to the shepherd. So that means to say, setting time aside every day to earnestly seek the Lord, to come close to him, to remain close for his guidance, for his strength. Let me encourage you with this next scripture that I'm going to, that's going to appear on your screens. I, I want you to, if you can, to note it down. If you can't note it down, to at least note down the reference. And this scripture can be found in 1 Chronicles 16 and verse 11. It says, look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. I'll read that again. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. And then be encouraged by that wonderful chapter 29 from Jeremiah. Because at verse 13, the Lord says, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. 
So that's staying close. Second is being faithful in prayer. Two, being faithful in prayer. Now, of course, being faithful in prayer is very much linked with staying close. Why wouldn't it be? What? Because it's our time spent in communication with the Lord. A time not only to give him the praise and the glory and the thanksgiving that he is so worthy of, but a time also that we can express our hopes our concerns. We can, we can express to the Lord our cares. And that's as well as seeking him, of course, for his forgiveness when we've done things wrong, seeking him for his strength, and of course, bringing others that we love and know before the Lord's in their needs. Jesus encourages us in respect to prayer in this. In Matthew 6 and verse 6, he says, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Now, a period of time that is set aside specifically to come before God, giving one of those most precious things that we can give him of all the things that we have, what's that? It's our time. It's giving him of our time. Because I tell you what, it doesn't matter whether you are young, whether you are old. The fact of the matter is, is that life demands an awful lot from each and every one of us. It doesn't, it's not old things get better when you're older. No, it is demanding life. And therefore, if we don't develop this time of setting a specific time aside, a pattern of setting time aside, then look, it, it, it really will have an impact on your Christian walk. So, so let me make it one of those, let, let me ask you to make it one of the goals come 2021. I, I won't use the word resolution because we know what happens to those in February. But we use the word goal. Let it be one of your goals to set that specific time because these times are so valuable. They lift us, they hearten us, they equip us. To start the day, to start the day with prayer is very special. Because why? The day stretches out, doesn't it? The day has potential. The day is laying, laid before you. And if you can find time at the beginning of the day to come before the Lord, what better time when it all these, uh, Lord, I need your strength in this day. Guide me, the words that I speak, the attitudes that I have. And we're encouraging scripture because King David says, Psalm 59, verse 16. But I will sing of your strength. In the morning, I will sing of your love. For you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. And in Psalm 5 and verse 3, he says, In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Now, it may not be that the mornings are very good for you for all sorts of reasons. But it's not a necessity. The most important thing is that we do develop a time in the day to come close, to have that time where we come before the Lord. And it's, we need always, don't we, to refer to the life of Jesus. And we know as far as Jesus is concerned, he prayed in the morning. But he also, we read, prayed at night. We also see that he prayed ahead of the most significant events in his life. And he prayed throughout, even those really busy, busy days that he undoubtedly had, that he still found and needed that time before his father in heaven. Now, as I say, I know your lives are incredibly busy because so many are. And if you're like my, my son and my eldest daughter and you've got a young family and all that comes with that, we know. I understand. I have been there and done it. Life is so busy. So don't beat yourself up about the fact that you can't do time in the morning. But do find time to pray and to seek God. Because God is aware that there are seasons in our life 
all seasons in our life. But the key is that we do not allow prayer to fall away to the point where we have to admit, if we're honest, it's the sort of thing I used to do or I would like to do, but just, you know, the demands are such that I don't. Our connection to our Heavenly Father is so important that we have to find that time. We've been bought at the highest of price. And that is the life of his very son. So that we need to stay comfortable and benefit from that time as we stay close. I would like to also to encourage you to pray continually. Now you say, oh, sorry, you've just said, Kevin, that it's so difficult. You know my life is busy. I can't find time to do a regular prayer. And now you're telling me to pray continually. How does that work? Well, it works because the Apostle Paul says in his letter to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's his will that we pray continually. Well, how do we do that? Well, what I would suggest to you is just this. Start by continually praying for the habit of the people that you meet with during the course of the day. How easy can that be? We all meet with people today, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's neighbours, whether it's colleagues, whether it's the person you're in nodding acquaintanceship with down the road. You meet with these people, maybe to converse, but sometimes just to wave a hand. Pray for them. As you pass them, Lord, just bless them. Be with them. Strengthen them. Give them your strength. If they don't know the Lord, open their hearts to you. And if you hear of people's needs, how many times are we guilty of saying, yeah, I'll I'll pray about that. And then we beat ourselves up because why? We've forgotten. We've forgotten that we're reminded some other time of that person's needs. Oh, I didn't pray. Pray for them as you leave and you hear, Lord, just want to lift that person in their need, in their, their need of physical healing, in their need of your strength. Just pray for them there and then. It's a way we develop continual prayer. And then how about stretching yourself with the people that really try your patience? Whether it's on the road, whether it's in the office, whether it's in the home, there are people who will try your patience. Instead of that curse, instead of that muttering and expletive, instead of that they don't seem to... A blessing. Prayer, pray a prayer of blessing. This is how we stretch ourselves. This is how we pray continually. This is how we keep bringing ourselves in alignment with what God's will is for us. Now, I really want to expect two things here. If you're finding a time of prayer in the day to be able to pray specifically, great. But don't rush into the day and then not think of God for the rest of the day. Equally, don't think that those arrow prayers that we put up in the bustle and the busyness of the day, yeah, that, that's my prayer life. No, let's get a balance because we want to see our prayer lives grow and deepen. And to be those that have a greater desire, but also uh, a greater need of God's word and, 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 and time in his presence. So that's my second point. The third point is this, the word of God. Now, come on. You knew it was coming, didn't you? It had to be the word of God. Why? Because the word points to Jesus. And, and Jesus says himself in John 5, verse 39, these are the scriptures that testify about me. So we need to be in the word to understand more about our saviour, Jesus. And a very good way to stay focused on God is to stay focused on his word. And when we stay focused on his word, Jesus becomes more in focus in our lives. That's how it works. 
You know, every day of the week, unless we're fasting, we take care of these earthly bodies by feeding them and, and nourishing them. We have no trouble with that at all. We do it primarily so that we've got energy, we've got strength, we've got the ability to function during the course of the day. But come on, we do it also because why? We thoroughly enjoy eating. Of course we do. We've just been through Christmas. We thoroughly enjoyed all that food, all the variation of food. Morning, noon and night. It's been great. That's why we do it. We enjoy it. Now, with fasting, it's slightly different because in fasting, yeah, your stomach thinks something's happened to your throat. Why is it not coming through? But the fact of the matter is, is that eating is also such a sociable thing. It is such a part of our lives. We love food. So that's when we fast, that's why we find it so tough. We have to divorce ourselves for a period from the very thing that we love. So then, why are we so relaxed about depriving our spirit from the nourishment that comes from the word of God? Jesus says in Matthew 4, 4, and quoting from the book of Deuteronomy, man does not live on bread alone. That's to say food but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, just as Jesus demonstrated our great need for prayer, and we've looked at that in part, he also shows us our need of the scriptures. Now, I have no doubt that Jesus being fully man, as we know him to be, uh, and fully divine, would have needed to study the scriptures as he grew up. He would have needed to understand their meaning And in the verse that he quotes from, and it's Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, it is clear that he wants us to understand also our spiritual need of nourishment, just as we understand the need of eating physically and we enjoy it. You know, when we focus on God's word, we do develop a greater need, and a greater need brings about a greater dependence. That is how it works. And also, you attain that so precious thing called wisdom. Wisdom. Now, we also get knowledge, of course we do, because the more we read, oh yes, I know where that book in the Bible is, and you flick to it, and you know it's general content, and you can talk a little bit about what's in there. Knowledge is good, but wisdom is what we're seeking. Someone once told me, and I've never forgotten it, and I love it, is that knowledge is knowing that a tomato is not a vegetable, but it's a fruit. But wisdom is knowing you don't put a tomato in a fruit salad. That is the difference, and it's very considerable difference, because knowledge is vertical. It comes like that. Wisdom is horizontal. It comes down from God. Sorry, wisdom is vertical, because it comes down from God. Never very good at physics, but I get my message across. There is a considerable difference. Also, we need to be encouraged in the ability to meditate upon the Word of God. Now, whenever you use the word meditating... In Christian circles, the old antennae go up, the ears prick up. Oh, hold on, meditating, we shouldn't be doing that, should we? Because it has this very, it has this connection with things like transcendental meditation, which is an entirely different thing. But scripture tells us, and it's in Psalm 1, it tells us to meditate on the law of the Lord both day and night. And in Psalm 77, verse 12, I will meditate on all your words and consider all your mighty deeds. So it's very good to take a chapter of scripture and and just a verse or two and then to consider it, to meditate. Ask the Lord to tell you what his word is saying to you. What is it that, that, that is beyond just the words themselves? 
Because coming back to the scripture that, that, that I referred to earlier, and that's that the chapter of John 15, Jesus says at verse 7, he says, we need to remain in him. Yes, we know about the remaining. We looked at that. But his words, his words need to remain in us as well. You know, let us be those that read through the Bible. If you've never read through Genesis through to Revelation, let me ask you, 2021, make that again something you do. Get through it. Say, I did that. But let's also be those that meditate and weigh and think about what we're reading. Perhaps I could encourage you to take John 15 itself, and, and particularly in verses 1 to 17, I think it is, where it is taught, where Jesus talks about the vine and the branches and remaining in him. And what we're to do is, is I simply want you to read it. I, I want you to read it again. And then what you do is you set your Bible down and then you, Lord, what is it you're saying to me? What can I learn through this? What are you saying to me? And make that a pattern in your way of your reading. It's so, so good to meditate on the word of God. So, so there are three things. Okay, three things. To remain, stay close to God. To be faithful in prayer in 2021. And this, the God's word. Not to let it escape you, but to read it and to imbibe it and to ask God to reveal it to you. So as we move from the difficulties, the undoubted difficulties of 2020, into what are the uncharted waters of 2021 that we do this because God remains concerned about this. He remains about, concerned about our strength in him, our faith in him, and our reliance upon him. And we want to see these things steadily grow and develop throughout our lives, that alone just the year ahead. Because it's all about layer upon layer upon layer. We've talked about sanctification, layer upon layer upon layer, becoming more like the Lord Jesus. More and more, adjusting our lives, coming close to him. That's how we mature. It's not about how we get over the finish line. I got over the finish line, I'm mature. It's never going to happen. What we need is to be seeking God more and more and calling upon him to change us, to, to mature us and to strengthen us. Now, I found this, I didn't know it, but every fruit gardener will tell you this, that a fruit that is rushed to ripen, loses its flavour. It loses its flavour. So I really think that's useful for us to, to think about as I end this message, that it's about a process. We bear fruit by through maturity. We bear fruit by, by coming close to our Lord and staying there and remaining in him. And it's a lifelong procedure, a lifelong journey that, that causes us to bear this fruit. And fruit, as the Lord Jesus himself said, fruit that will last. Amen. I just want to read this final scripture to you. It's from Romans 15 and verse 13. It's a beautiful uh, verse here. It's a beautiful uh, verse from, from the, the, uh, the apostle uh, Paul writes in his letter to the Romans. And he says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Very much. Amen. Now, I just want to say thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for tuning in during a holiday period. God be with you through the rest of this festive period and particularly as we start to look, as we've been talking about, 
2021. Bless you and thank you. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.